I'm Erin Durth, and I'm the I'm a performer and also um, the founder of Letters from Home. I'm Dan Beckman, and I'm a performer and creative director, I guess, on Letters from Home. So what inspired you to create Letters from Home? So um, in 2010, I was sitting around with my dad, and he was a veteran of the Coast Guard, and he was like, you should do a show for veterans. And he started getting out all these old records, and we started listening to them and just kind of talking about what the show could be. I really wanted to do a show that incorporated um, harmonies and tap dancing as well. And so we actually started as a three-part Andrews Sisters group for World War II veterans. And then as time went on, um, we realized that there were obviously a lot of um, veterans of many generations, but especially the Vietnam era. And that's kind of where uh, Dan like really helped and came into the picture and um, getting our mission out to a lot of veterans of all generations, but especially the Vietnam era as well. What do you think about when you're putting a show together to make sure it's truly authentic for these veterans and anyone who else is there? That's a great question. Um, it is when you're doing a music show, it's kind of it's easier that you have the advantage of music being something that literally everybody enjoys. Yeah. So um, and when you when it comes to World War II in Vietnam specifically, both of those wars in those eras had a very specific soundtrack. You know, you you had the the 25 or 30 songs that got radio play that sort of painted the atmosphere of that time. So we really tried to dive deep into World War II and Vietnam in that way of just bringing these songs that were not only popular during the time, but actually also were expressions of the 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 kind of the the subculture of the world. Um, so World War II, you know, our show is a, the segment of the show that covers World War II is very much in the style of kind of old USO vaudeville. Um, very kind of glamorous, fun, kind of punchy with the audience. My kind of thing. Exactly. <laughs> and then the Vietnam segment is a lot more theatrical and it sort of is a is a pastiche of the sort of cultural vibe of the time because a lot of those popular songs were actually outcries by people who had things to say at that time. So um, it's kind of, a, it's got something for everybody. If you like really, you know, focused theater, you've got that. And if you like more like, fun light entertainment you've got that too so it, it it really is something for everybody and we we're ourselves on stage too i would yeah. say in the second act we kind of play characters a little bit more but like we are very much like talking to the audience and if they talk to us we'll talk back and so i think that that helps me personally with like the heart part of it because it's not like i'm playing a character i'm just being aaron on stage you get to talk. build a relationship with the audience in a way that's very unique exactly how is it interacting with the audience only not only on stage but afterwards before it's the best part yeah <laughs> and in fact it's so funny we were just talking to um there's we, we're going to 50 different venues on this tour and we were just talking to you know some of the different theater owners and some of the lobbies are bigger than others and one of the lobbies is small that we're headed to and they were like oh we might not be able to do the meet and greet after the show and i was like but it's part of the show yeah <laughs> and because because it's mission-based entertainment you know we do this show primarily for the people that the show is for it really kind of it's very easy to turn the spotlight on them and during the show we get to know them and then afterwards we you know the talking and the debriefing and things and meeting and hugging and things like that is a big part of the package that we that we put together so it really does involve the audience in a way that's a lot more um it breaks down the fourth wall a lot more than the than a lot of theater would and what i was so surprised at is this week we've always had veterans come to the show and they receive the music so well because they remember it mm -hmm. they're brought back to their twilight years i mean we have 
we've had a, a two of our three of our shows we've had hundred hundred year old audience members or two veterans <laughs> which is really exciting and they're they're 19 years old again you yeah. know just that that music just brings it back but what I've been really excited about this tour in particular is we've had a lot of younger people come yeah. um, we've had a lot of younger veterans come. We've had a lot of people bring their kids. Um, we've actually partnered with an awesome organization called Tickets for Kids that like brings kids to the theater for the first time. And the kids love That's it. Awesome. And it's so neat because it's this old stuff. It's stuff for old guys. <laughs> But the kids get so into it and they like, they cheer and they, they have, they just, they, they I love Bounce it. in their seats and <laughs> it's great. It's awesome. So it looks like, you know, a lot of the audience uh, connects with the music. So how does it feel for you guys personally to bring back these memories to these veterans? It's great. So, you know, a lot. This is the the largest scale version of this show that we've done. It's a much more um, involved theatrical production, but the show is still in the style of the USO, where um, it's meant to be, you know, a pop up out of a suitcase show that could be performed on an army base or wherever. And so, Aaron and I tend to do a lot of shows in uh, like VA hospitals and memory care facilities and things like that. And um, the power that music has to to kind of bring people back and you know, touch them on, on a certain part of their life or their memory cores that, that means a lot to them. Um, that's something that's very unique to music. And, um, this show is a doubly special because again, there's two acts that have two different vibes. And we, we did a, a preview show where we invited up before we launched the tour, we invited a lot of our veteran friends and community members up to see it. And especially when it comes to the, the Vietnam era stuff, you know, a lot of those memories are very challenging memories, right. um, and not just for those who served, but people who were in America at that time. There was a lot of, you know, strife and struggle, and we've integrated a lot of these kind of radio broadcasts from the time, and that has really proven to be a huge connection to that time. But when you bring people back to something that was challenging, um, you get a catharsis and sort of a, a release out of it that is... Um, ultimately just a really wonderful experience because you get to lift people up out of this place. I you feel know? like through the radio as well, I think we reach more people that aren't veterans. So totally, for instance, right. my mom didn't serve, but her brother was in Vietnam and we yeah. performed the first song of act two. And then the radio broadcast came on and she just like started crying because she was like, I remember sitting in the living room with my mother yeah. listening to that while my brother was overseas you know when I was a kid and it brings back these memories to people that um they haven't had in a long time and what's really neat is like we go through the entire um you know soundtrack of the Vietnam War and then we end with this really hopeful message that I think is is kind of um it's kind of just a really nice acknowledgement that we know what we've been through and what we're going through again sometimes you know it's crazy how history repeats itself but that the important thing is to look ahead and know that we have the power to create good in the world uh in spite of what might be happening around us and even over like just honoring veterans i hope that people walk away knowing that we all have the power in our hearts to be yeah. the bright lights that the world and the country needs because mm -hmm. that that to me is the most important message so you're currently on a uh, 50 uh, uh, date uh, tour. How is uh, the travel life so far? It's been great. Um, it's a lot of miles, you know, um, we're <laughs> only on show six today. We're about to do show six in Delaware and uh, 
we've got a small team. It's Aaron and myself. And then we've got four other people that are make up our crew and our documentarian that kind of come along with us. We're packed into two vehicles covering a lot of miles, but so far nobody has committed any acts of violence against one another. So <laughs> we're doing pretty well. Honestly, our team is fantastic. Um, Jack, our documentarian, um, is one of the most positive people I've ever known. Now that we've gotten to know their personalities a little bit more, um, he not only records everything we're doing because this will be put into a documentary about um, traveling the country right. and community and patriotism is all about, but like it's really cool because he's just a really great guy. And our stage manager and our assistant stage manager, Grace and Tyler, used to be in our children's theater company and now they're grown up. And so it's really neat to experience them as adults. And then um, Myra, who is our tour manager, she was with Footsteps Researchers and her company is amazing because she takes people and she shows them the backstory of where their ancestors served. And we actually met her when um, she had us come out to perform at the 75th anniversary of D-Day in Normandy, France. Um, right before the pandemic. So um, she has a lot of experience and her personal connection with the veterans is really neat. So yeah. our, te our team's the best. Good people, crack team. <laughs> Can you tell me about that Normandy experience? That is wild. <laughs> it was, it was really, it was really surreal because, you know, one of the things that someone actually asked us a question recently, uh, he, they had brought some people from West Virginia University, some students, and they were, um, marketing and advertising, adver advertising and PR students. And they had a question that was, how do you make this stuff that seems so relevant to an older generation? How do you get the younger generations to, to be passionate about it in the same way? And it's a really tough question because we have the advantage of growing up in an America where war is somewhat foreign. It's like a removed object. And so that has always been true for World War II. It seems like this sort of fictionalized thing but going over to Normandy, we went with a handful of veterans that were actually on the beaches and experiencing these places and the people and like the old film reels, watching them watch these old film reels really kind of made it feel tangible and real and grounded in reality for the first time. It was it was one of the more surreal experiences I think that we've had in our lives. It was unbelievable. Because I think a lot of people like for me, I, I look at World War Two as this, you know, this old time. Yeah. Um, and it seems so foreign, like the things that were happening and all of the, all of the, I mean, it was a, a very different time. Um, our country was all together, um, which was nice. <laughs> like it was, it was, it was probably the most patriotic time. It was a um, pretty common, common bad. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I look at it as this like golden era, but then you meet these people at our shows who were there and you realize we're only one step removed from that time. It wasn't that long ago. And uh, it's it also weird. crazy to go to Normandy and you'd see, go to these places where these battles were had and they were holding local festivals in these like small French towns mm -hmm. and the, the citizens were there and they, we, we have this letter that we now have framed that this guy was handing out to Americans that were there about his memories of like, like bombs falling in his village and how grateful he was for to have been saved from that environment. And that's just something that's so foreign to us that it was um, really valuable to, to go and see yeah. and experience those people by proxy. And I think overall it's for me traveling and like going to Normandy and also going all over the country, it just gives us a perspective about patriotism in general. I think that Patriotism has a weird connotation about it now that um, it's conflated with politics. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's just not about that. For us, it's about friendship and community and love and like 
we see it everywhere. Like today we get to this awesome B&B and they recommend this great diner down the road that is this fun tavern that their friends own. And then they recommend this great place for us to get our car serviced and we meet them. And like that to me is community and mm. patriotism. That's what makes this country so awesome. Um, so I think that, I hope that when people leave the show, they'll be reminded that patriotism has nothing to do with anything political. It just has to do with loving your country and, and your people. Yeah. Well, you guys both been in the theater a while. How does it feel for you just to perform all the time? It's all we know, honestly. <laughs> and it's all we've been doing. It's it's what we it's what we know. And and Aaron and I are very, very comfortable on the road. We've kind of been living out of a suit. Up until the pandemic, we actually didn't even really have a, a home because we were always right. on the road. We were living out of a suitcase. And so almost the most uncomfortable time was those couple of years <laughs> where we weren't performing and we had to figure out how to stay still. So for us, this is very natural. Yeah, you know, it's great. It's we love being out and about. We love living out of suitcase, and we love being on stage. We so. feel we feel the most at home, like when we're just in forward motion. I think the two of us. So yeah. that's that's helpful. <laughs> uh, 2010. Did you ever think it'd go this far? No. So funny enough, like I had gotten, you know, these two girls together because we started out doing Andrew's sister's music. And I was like, let's go down to the retirement community and do it. And then um, we had gotten hired to perform at a VFW conference in Raleigh, North Carolina. And we got there and there were hundreds of people there, which we were really excited about. And then after that, they said, you guys should come and perform at our national convention. And they flew us out to Texas and there were 10,000 people there. And then just really ever since then, it's just been this consistent performance. And uh, no, I had no idea that 11 years later, we'd be uh, doing a 50 states tour and going to Normandy. We actually went to Belgium last year as well uh, with Footsteps Researchers and performed for a lot of veterans from the Battle of the Bulge. So no, I had no idea where it was going and who knows where it's going to go. Right. <laughs> well, uh, I talked to a lot of veterans with uh, doing videos and stuff like that. And, you know, them just wanting to tell their story and have someone that listens to them is so important. What have you learned from the veterans that you've talked to? It's a very uh, different experience for Erin and myself. I think she grew up in North Carolina in a very veteran forward community. And I grew up in Minnesota in the Midwest, where I think my circles were, I didn't have anybody in the military in my family. I didn't have a lot of exposure to that culture. And so our, our upbringings were on opposite ends of that spectrum and coming into this as a performer initially, you know, it was a job for me at first. That's why I accepted it. And then it became a lifestyle after I realized what, what it really was and the amount of, uh, I mean, wisdom and compassion that I've gained from experiencing the stories and the lives of, of the veterans is one of the more invaluable gifts I've been given in life. It's been incredible, humbling and, and insane. It's so true. I think that um, for me, it's really neat to see like the brotherhood between all the veterans across the, and sisterhood across the nation. Like once somebody's served, you're kind of connected for life, whether you've met or not. And witnessing that is something that's really very cool and eye-opening to me because, you know, I talk about community a lot and how much it means to me. I'll never even really know what it's like to be in that inner circle of veteran community, but it is strong and beautiful and it's really cool. 
And, and a lot um, of that's based on sacrifice too, you know, and I think sacrifice is probably the, the adjoining thing that people don't understand when they're outside of those circles. Um, but it is humbling and, and incredible to see how these people are. Aaron does a lot of veterans coffees, which I think you should talk about. Cause I think that's like sort I of, I love a, these. So in our community, there's these awesome people that put together, they're all veterans and they're all volunteers and they put together these coffees and it started out kind of small, like 10, 15 people. And now hundreds of people come out to these coffees. And it's just so simple. You know, they'll have a coffee and a donut sponsor and they'll just share time and just talking out their stories to people that understand, I think is something really special. Yeah. What's cool about our shows is I think people have come up to us and been like, oh my gosh, dad's talking to us for the first time. Cause veterans will talk to veterans, but very rarely do you get veterans that will just start talking about their service. Especially when you come into like the Vietnam era, I think that's a really yeah. hard box to open for a lot of them. Yeah, they don't forget I can tell it. that. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I think that it's neat because during like even even during our little preview show, um, we had someone come and they just started talking about things that they had never talked about. My mom, literally, I've lived with my mom, my, you know, my, my whole childhood and I've known her as an adult for years. And all of a sudden, like she's telling me things that she had never brought up. And um, it's it's like a conversation starter. I think if you come to this show with your family and it, it automatically kind of puts you in one of those coffee situations where everybody kind of sees the same thing, hears the same thing, and then it's on the same page. So it kind of creates a small sort of intimate community in the theater that we're in, which is really awesome. And the audience interaction, I think also gets them all involved. So like, you know, we'll, we'll bring them up on stage. We'll have some fun with them. They'll sing from their seats. And then at intermission, everybody's like a big family. Cause they all know each other. <laughs> exactly. So you said you've had, you know, older veterans to young kids watch the show. So it's for all ages. What can people expect uh, if they're going to your show? Um, expect to laugh, I think, is the biggest thing. <laughs> um, expect to just have a, a good time with music. It's um, it's a very family friendly experience um all ages are welcome and and as far as we can tell all ages enjoy the show <laughs> yeah so i think just come out for a fun night of theater and don't take anything too seriously get ready to get picked on if you sit too close to the stage <laughs> <laughs> for sure um and and it and it's neat because like it is very lighthearted, but like it also it it also does does dig deep. And I think yeah. I think you'll leave a little bit changed. Like mm -hmm. I've seen so many people from different walks of life, whether it's a veteran that remembers something or a family member that's understanding something, or whether it's um just someone who hasn't heard the music or that style of performance. Honestly, like not a lot of people sing and tap dance and tell jokes anymore. You know, Bob Hope's been been gone a little while. So <laughs> I think it'll be a neat new experience of theater for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Where do you want to see the show in the next three to five years? It's a great question. I mean, it's hard to say because where where the show lives now is so wonderful to us. It's hard to imagine, you know, a better existence for Letters from Home. But yeah. obviously, you know, when you have a larger reach and you become more of a household name, you have more influence. And influence is really the name of the game for this show because at the end of the day, what we want to do with this show is just spread joy and spread good. And so the bigger it gets and the more people know about it and the more people we get into the show, the, the more people I think we can make feel good during a time when feeling good is a little bit, you know, ebb and flow sometimes. <laughs> 
Yeah, I think it's really interesting because there's always dark days out there. There's always shadows and like we should always be aware of what's happening in the world. But I've always been a strong believer that we each have the power to be a light in the world. And I think that if we spend a little less time concentrating on the negative in life and we spend a little more time figuring out what we can do to shine a light, then I think that our own lights can outshine those shadows. And I'm hoping that people will get that message a little bit, leave a little more lighthearted, and then these little shows will become little drops and then the ripples of happiness yeah. will kind of go all over the country. <laughs> and you just don't know, something we see a lot when people are leaving the show is that something like this is something that they needed. And maybe they knew it and maybe they didn't, but they just needed a, a, a refreshing take on on good and um it's medicinal so i just think the more that we can do this show to the more people the more people can kind of get that balm of of joy and and feel good yeah who need it